Before we give a shout out to MacDyne, uh, just programming note: we are recording the next X Pod on Wednesday. Of course, that is presented by our friends at the Iowa Event Center. I'm excited for this one, Bloom. Jalen Knoll is set to join Xavier Hutchinson. He didn't do much media last year. Well, no, he didn't do any because they couldn't. <laughs> but if you go to his Twitter feed, the young man is outspoken. He, he is a he's a big personality. I can't wait for that one. Very talented as well. That's coming up. The X-Pod episode number two will be released later this week. Of course, you can get all the Psych 1 Fanatic podcasts straight to your phone. Subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff to help us out. It's also great if you can let our sponsors know how much you appreciate them and what they do for us here at CycloneFanatic.com. And we couldn't do what we do here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast without our friends at MacDyne and the MacDyne Corporation. If you're an architect, contracting company, if you're a company planning a new building, MacDyne is a great addition to your project team. MacDyne is an experienced technology company that designs, installs, supports fiber optic, optic networks, I can't talk. Security, technology, audio-visual systems, and more. Contact MechDyne to plan and improve the technology in your facility. They do so much more than that. Of course, we're always telling you, if you hate your job, maybe you need a raise because of all this inflation, the fact that it costs $6 to get some milk, maybe you should call our friends at MechDyne. Go to MechDyne.com. Check out the careers page today. Speaking of, I probably should do that. Gee, many Christmas stuff's expensive right now. Holy mackerel. Hopefully not just transitory, or hopefully it is transitory, as the CNBC people would say. I just want to use that word once to make myself feel smarter. You sound great. Thank you. Uh, so do our friends from English. <laughs> Bring in the horns. Shout out to my father-in-law, Kevin. 60th birthday weekend. All right, Kevin. We He's went. got an epic beard. <laughs> it's phenomenal, isn't it? It's one of the better beards I've yeah. seen. I, got, I, know, I don't know if the state fair it's is a competition. Really, really a yeah, good, it's a good beard. beard. Yeah. We went down to southern Iowa today, the Decatur County, Leon area, and uh, celebrated that. Took the kids fishing, which was fun. You Just go farm pond fishing with kids because you, you catch a fish like, Basically every cast, uh, and it keeps why, them occupied. Why there as compared to like a regular old lake? Do they stock them? Well, yeah, there's oh the good ones are stocked, but okay. it's just like if you go out to Big Creek, yeah, everybody fishes Big Creek. Got it. These fish down there, it's like holy crap, something's in the water. I'm eating it. You know, like, I, say, I was just telling Cammy on my way down, she's now caught more fish in her life than I have. <laughs> yeah, she caught one. <laughs> She caught her uh, on her second cast today with, my, my with her frozen mistake. fishing pole. I did my first fishing up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota, like big old fishing lake. Five hours, uh, I'm sure five hours was... of the bobber. I was like nine. I'm like, I'm out. This is dumb. I get it. Yeah, like I used to fish a lot more than I do now, and it's not because I don't enjoy it. I just I just don't have the time. But I I really just fish in farm ponds, like because it's so active. 
it's like you know it's like going on a ghost hunt in an old like asylum you know, there's going to be a lot more action well there's something too as well yeah, which makes I, sense but yeah i, I got I, I think we follow yeah. as a nine-year-old you can't drink beer you know now now i could it may be more enjoyable now i, I drink some i drink some beer some brewskis yeah uh anyways um aj green watch is over <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna make one point on the way back because we do the 90s stuff here i think just real quick we don't have to analyze this i think jagged little pill Alanis top five album of all time any genre i don't even i don't even know where to start well you think that's a bad take I would guess you're going to get some feedback on that. Really? Some negative one. Well, no, I, it's, it's a fine album. I'm, I'm not doing this to impress people. I'm telling you, like, I... Of, of, of any genre? I think Jagged Little Pill, like, culturally what it meant, like, all that stuff, I think it's top five album of all time. Cody, road tastes good tonight. <laughs> I, I don't even know where... I don't, I don't know where to go with that. That's fine. So, I'm, I'm, we're going to leave it out there. I'm not we'll asking to, you to we'll, I'm go not, anywhere. I'm not, I'm not criticizing... I mean, the Beatles Although, put out several albums. Oh, F the Beatles. <laughs> you're saying, you're saying, hold on, hold on. I want to get this on, on the record here. Yeah, I'm saying you're F saying the Beatles. Alanis Morissette was more culturally responsible than the Beatles? Or? She was in the 90s. <laughs> in the 90s. I wasn't Fair alive enough. when the Beatles were doing their thing, Fair so. Enough. Fair enough. All right, fine. I'll change that to in my lifetime. Okay. How about that? Is that that's, better? That's, I think that's a little better parameter. In my, like, 90s on. How about that? 90s on. Because anything prior to that, I'm not going to rate I, well. I don't, even know, I don't even know where you would start there. I'm not right. a music guy. I'm not enough of a music guy. AJ Green Watch is behind us. I am an AJ Green Watch guy, and now that's over. Well, that sucked, yeah. but yeah, good for him, I guess. What is your analysis on this, being an NBA guy? Um, I, I, was, I was surprised. I did talk to Kyle on um, the day after, and he told me, Kyle Dad. Green, yeah, yeah, Iowa State assistant coach, how hard of a decision this mm-hmm. was. Uh, I had AJ on the radio show on uh, the day after, and the one thing that stood out to me, because, you know, I've probing him as to why, why why did you make the decision, and he said every workout I had, I felt like I belonged more. And yeah. I'm guessing he was getting that feedback, too. Mm-hmm. So, what, like, from an NBA standpoint, well, like, so you've got what do you think? The, the, the problem here. You've got two competing forces now. If this was two years ago, I don't think there's any question a 22, almost 23-year-old should go to the NBA every time if there's even a, a yeah. hint of, of being able to go. But because college basketball in the last, because of NIL and everything else, has gotten really old, uh, potentially now there's more opportunity in NIL, although I don't know if Iowa State was going to participate at a large degree. And so I think at the end of the day, he probably had to ask himself, how much can I elevate my game with one year at Iowa State to where I am now? Because that's one year of earning potential Yeah. when I'm going to be 23 in September. I mean, that's you're getting up there in college basketball years age. And Iowa State was not going to be like North Carolina and give them, you know, 500000 a million dollars. And so I guess I... Logically, okay, it makes sense. It's just if he, he gets had, a two way, it's two fifty, right? Isn't uh, it? So the two ways they start at ninety and they go all the way up to four fifty, depending on how much you play at the uh, NBA level. Okay. If he doesn't play any at the NBA level, it's like right at a hundred, ninety, a hundred. But most of those guys will get some time due to injuries or yeah. whatever, and so just it's a scale of how many games you play at that level. And if somebody guaranteed him that, honestly, see, I get it because I don't think. 
a year, even in the Big 12, would have moved him up, definitely not to a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And, and the second-round pick, you're basically looking at a two-way anyway. So you're not getting that much more in that extra year in college. He's been injury-prone. You just don't know what could happen then. So I guess in his mind, if he felt like he's ready and he feels like he belongs now, then why, why risk it? Go and try and make some money while you can. Now, if he doesn't get a two-way, I think that'd be unfortunate. So yeah. I, I hope for his case he does because at yeah. least that'd be guaranteed money. I think he would have been guaranteed something at Iowa State, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, don't be naive. Yeah. They're not so, just so, sitting he's, in the so weeds. So he's, he's got to he, do the math, and I'm sure he thought that's why it took a while. And I, I've no, I, I believe for a fact we weren't leading people on last week. The workouts that were scheduled on Sunday and Monday last week tipped the scales. Absolutely, they did. The scale. And so he did well, which I mean, is I, I great. Was, I was told that for a fact, that whatever happened on Monday and Tuesday, I was told made his decision a lot more difficult. So he was told something at those workouts. And they were group workouts, so maybe in his mind, he's like, I'm better than these guys. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it a shot. And if that's the case, then for what it's worth, bet on yourself anytime you can. I now guess. that all this is over, I heard weeks ago, this was weeks ago, that he broke some sort of a record um, at the Nets for an individual workout that the Nets have ever had Just as far as shooting Shooting goes. skills. Yeah. He, I mean, he shot 45%. For, he, he's great. He's a great shooter. The question at that level is, can he guard yeah. and can he play? But, make, and but he's not a great defensive player. He's not. So. He's not. And he actually would have, if you look at the advanced metrics, he would have hurt Iowa State's defensive metrics. Uh, not substantially, but decent enough to drop them out of I think the top 20 defensively when they were eighth last year, just based on his profile at UNI. Now, do you trade that for a guy that can get you 25, 30? Absolutely mm-hmm. for this team. But so it's just going to change the way Iowa State looks at it. And then going forward, I don't know. I mean, it's a huge conversation now. What do you do with that extra scholarship? You can try and chase somebody in the portal. Stan's wrote about it this week, which I think logically at least get somebody who can score. But then if you think deeper, if you want to play this, you know, Tampa Bay Rays, Oakland A's, Billy Bean, Moneyball era thing, maybe it's better if you give your young guys more time to shine um, and, and, and get give them opportunity because if you recruit over them and they're not playing until they're, you know, sophomores and juniors, I don't know. Or, or Chris, if you look at the other way, if they shine, then does that give more opportunity for somebody else to offer them a, a bigger deal somewhere else? It's like, I, I don't know where to look I, at this. Well, I, I think there's something to that, though, like, I mean, if well, let's say you're these guards and 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 Watson that are coming in, yep. King Lipsy and Watson would be the three, you know. And I I think if you take somebody at this point, they have to clearly be better than Caleb Grill and Eli right? King, yeah. Because if not, not like, nothing, what are you log, telling? You're them? log jamming this, the process for no real reason. And it's like these guys can transfer whenever they want. Uh huh. And like, I, I Caleb think, wouldn't. Caleb, like the young guys, yeah, they could. They could, and I, I, I think that TJ and the staff thinks that these guys are long for Iowa State. It feels different. Like these guys feel like they could be four-year type guys, even in this. But they're good. They're yeah, good players. Yeah, they're really good yeah. players. Um, so it's like if I'm going to, it's tough. It's a tough call. The problem is it's June fifth, right. and these guys are getting to campus soon, mm-hmm. and you're going to put them through hell. The soccer field workouts, all that stuff, right? You need a team. 
you need a locked-in team. And I was wondering about yeah. a guy like David Jenkins, who's played for TJ at two places. Really good three-point shooter. Yep. Would not feel, a good defender. Feel some need. Not a good defender. Not sure about how good of a teammate he is. I don't know either way. But, like, let's say you bring him in and – like what is the message at that point? Like if he's not that much better, because I'm not, cons- I'm not. Con- I've watched him play a lot. I'm not convinced he's right. that much better than Caleb Grill. Right. I'm just not. Like his three point metrics are better, but as an all around player, like I, I just, I just don't know. W- Do you the- add drama unnecessarily? Though? Yeah, like because I think at this point the the route to the tournament for Iowa State is that chemistry and the defense playing again. hard. Right. That's that's the route the- to the tournament and. Maybe just keep the scholarship open and see what – because you know somebody else is going to transfer and you're going to have a lead. Yeah, the, but the, the other side of that coin is you just brought in a couple fifth-year seniors from St. Bonaventure and Williams is a young guy, plus Gabe came back and Jazz. Yeah. you got to give them the best chance to, to totally make a run. Agree. Yeah. Like you can't just totally punt and I brought up the Rays and the A's and say, well, we're just going to – you know, we're going to hold out. For I mean, me – but. It's I, I hope be the right guy. I don't know. I hope they get somebody that that's just kind of my. They just need they need somebody who can make consistently make a jump shot. And I know there's they're not just wildly available right now, and that's the problem. And but I think Chris, let me ask you this. I think what people did Iowa State put too many eggs in the AJ Green basket. I mean, because you can't. I'm sure they they've talked to other people. I know you've said in the past that they 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 weren't as public with some of the people they were recruiting this year in the off season, but I'm just wondering who else is out there that they have any relationship with, or is it just really a? I mean, as let's far just go with the young freshman. Now. It feels like Jenkins would be the guy who you. Well, there's some relationship there. Yeah, I mean, I saw some of the. There's some chatter. I, I have some Instagram follows for the Grandison kid at Illinois, who'd be a nice piece. I don't know if there's anything there, so I don't know. I. But you got to act pretty fast for the the same reason you just said. Full disclosure: I've been super busy all weekend. I I need yeah, to do a little yeah work. I I don't know. I'm I'm not just saying that. I I I me like philosophy wise, like going into this, I'd like to add the piece. Like you're saying, if you think you're a guy away from the tournament, then you got to add the piece and you let everything else yeah, like figure work. out. That's how I think. But but I also like. I I know TJ's philosophy, and he is not a, we're going to add this guy just to add a guy. Like, they'd rather stash it and pick up well, another Trey King they you know, at some point. And won a lot of games that weren't pretty last year. And that's good. So, right? That's how it's going to have to be this year. I mean, just, so, I mean, ideally, you'd want to win games with, with the ball going in the basket, but you also have to judge it. Okay, this guy's going to be make me incrementally better offensively, but detract, let's say, from my defense and my culture, is that a net gain? I mean, you you even see it now on the women's side where some of these women's teams will purposely recruit projects and players that are longer term because they have so many scholarships, but they don't want to log jam the rotation, mm-hmm. and they don't want to cause drama. I mean, the one year on their Hoiberg Iowa State had – depth caused all sorts of problems. We all remember that one, right? I mean, that was the one where DeJon Jones was coming off the bench at one point, Monte got better, and then it was a whole big ordeal of, well, what do we do mm-hmm. with that with that guard spot? And so you had actually Matt Thomas, <laughs> Bryce DeJon Jones coming off the bench that year, and Nader, three future NBA guys. Wild. And ultimately, that team 
had chemistry problems. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Lost in the first round. Yeah. So you. So it's it's a it's a two sided coin here. It's like I understand like you need a shooter because this team offensively is just going to have problems unless King and and Watson and maybe Grill. We don't only really talk about Caleb Grill, but there's potential he could get a little better. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to be an issue. However, I still think the the culture of this team will be fine. They'll be able to win games. They'll play hard. They'll defend. They'll be better in the post. It's just not going to be aesthetically pleasing at times. You think, and I don't know if that's if, if that's a bad thing because I think this is where this staff could thrive. You think Kalsher could just become the mid range guy and quit shooting <laughs> I, threes? Like we saw in the tournament. My analytics hat says that is not a sustainable yeah. thing well, to do. Well, I thought of that about Brockington all last year. And he, he kept it up. And see, yeah. that's the other thing is his metrics from, from Penn State his last year were not great. They mm-hmm. weren't very efficient, and he was awesome. Now, Kalsher and Grill are not making that leap. But your hope is maybe they jump a little bit. And that Williams Eli King, does. Eli King is a, is, is a player. Williams jumps a little bit. Ward. Kate, you know, Ward. No, not Ward. The, who's the other? Holmes. Holmes. And then we don't talk about Holmes. Like, he yeah. could be... So somebody, and we're going to get into some questions, ask me. Let's 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 follow this into until we get into the uh, the questions from the Twitter folks, which are really good. Okay. Top three scores as of now on next year's basketball team. I think it's a fantastic question that answers, that goes right into this conversation. Holmes. I think Holmes is one. I do. Um... Kalsher. I think Kalsher's two. Osun? I'm going to go Oshun with, with Trey King as the, the dark horse there. I don't Trey really, King I'm not can't sure. play until second semester. Right. Right. So point, right. So average per game maybe, but... Oshun, because I kind of feel like he might get nine a game and just junk points. I, I think he can get up to, yeah, more You know than what that. I'm saying? I think he'd be double figure guy. Just around the rim, yeah. Is there so, you, so we have the same three. I think it's the. I think it's that three. Okay. I think. I think Holmes. You're looking at thirteen to fourteen. I'll put Gabe at twelve to thirteen. Where do you have Williams? Shoon at eleven. I think Williams could be a, a eight to nine yeah, guy. I do too. I don't think he's going to hunt a shot though. Maybe I'm wrong, and that's okay. Somebody needs to hunt their shot. And the wild wild card is if if Eli King comes in and is super aggressive and just wants to get after it. He could he could absolutely do double figures this year too, uh, but I don't know. I just don't. I haven't seen him enough against high level competition to realize where he's going to be. But if you give me a guy that's gonna, I wouldn't say happy that AJ Green didn't select Iowa State, but it's going to be the the biggest beneficiary. It's going to be Eli King out of this whole ordeal because he goes from a guy who's going to average ten to fifteen minutes. Now he's probably twenty twenty five. So I mean, if the young guy can play, then even better. You like real quick? We got it on in the background. Do you like Draymond Green or hate him? I'm say, I, I'm an, I'm anti because he because he doesn't like refs, right? Yeah, okay. But he has given so for my day job, he's given like ten million dollars to Michigan State. Really? Yeah. Feel very philanthropic individual. Yeah, which is cool. Good for Draymond. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Also love our friends at Gravitate Coworking. You should check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week. So nobody does uh, – people are getting tired of Zoom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stock is just completely off the charts bad now. It's completely tanked. It's going the wrong way. Um, so what I wanted to tell you about for Gravitate Coworking, did you know 
that you can have like meetings there. You can rent out conference rooms, like big tables, whatever you want. Uh, they that that's part of what people are doing with the co working now, is because they don't want to see their coworker's cat in the background during a Zoom because it's very distracting. You should check out gravitatecoworking.com and find all their locations in downtown Des Moines, East Village, Midtown, Windsor Heights, Cedar Falls on the eastern side of the state, and our good friends in Jefferson, gravitatecoworking.com. Go and see what they have for availability near you today. All right, so you asked for um, some fairly light news week, yeah. other than the AJ Green thing. We were all waiting on that. It happened, and we we're like, "Hey, let's get the listeners involved today." Bloom did this again. I was out of town all day. What do you got for so us? So there, there are a lot of good ones. I, I can't get to everything tonight because we're we don't maybe have we can save some. time. Well, we we can save some. So thank you everybody for for the questions. There was a couple in this realm. We'll 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 leave it with Michael to describe it. Which Cyclone football position group has to improve the most to increase the win total for the 2022 season? And what game is a must-have that will define the success of the season? Also had a similar one. I can't find it right. I'm scrolling here. But uh, what's the ceiling and the floor for this year's team? I think those go hand in hand. I think the easy choice for the position group is the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, the two easiest ones are the offensive line and the quarterback. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would, um, yeah, I mean, you, you have to answer that with offensive line, but I, I, I wonder, oh, by the way, I'm interviewing Tom Manning this week, podcast with Tom Manning. Nice. Had a great question from a guy asking if the, the, uh, playbook changes this year or, well, or the, I think that's so, a delicate way to walk into it, Tom. That's kind of where I was at, like with the offensive line now, because yeah. I just like I, I feel like stylistically the Cyclones are going to look a lot different, and I I just wonder too how much some of the offensive line issues had to do with Brock's style compared to Hunter, who's more of a throw it downfield type of guy. I, I don't know. I'm not a smart enough football guy, but that that would be my only hesitation. Bloom, I'm not saying the offensive line and saying wide receivers that they've got to. You know, Knowles got to take that step. You know, we we know what we're going to get from X, but somebody else has to take that step without the tight ends because the tight ends aren't going to be as prevalent in this offense. So you see like, so the obvious answer is offensive line. I have faith in Hunter. I think he's going to be really good. The more thought out answer, I think you could say is the wide receivers. Boom. What do you think? Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, Real quick, I heard a good a good review. Uh, somebody's really taken a big jump this off season. Deshaun Hanica, okay, tight end. All right. I mean, oh, that's it. That'd be great. That'd be that'd be very helpful. Yeah. No, I think the the default answer should be offensive line because if they're good, a lot of the stuff will fall in place, and then your issues at tight end and your kind of carousel you have at running back plus Deckers, everything just rolls better if you can move people, and this group. You know, outside for a couple games and 16 and 18 with this offense, they haven't really moved people. It's been a lot of created by, yeah. I guess in 20, they moved people pretty good. Briggs was really good, too. But well, that season doesn't count COVID. <laughs> that, this, that would be really the, the best success for this team. The one stat that will define it is, uh, I think, yards per carry on offense. Because if they can run it 
at four and a half, five yards per clip. A lot of things will take care of themselves. The other part of it is, I think Deckers will be a big part of the run game. Yeah. Which could help, should help. Because there were times last year, and even in previous years under Purdy, where it's like, it was there. Mm -hmm. And he just either, because he didn't want to get dinged up, and who could blame him? Or yeah, and he just got, wasn't physically after his able. Sophomore year, he just didn't run it much. Yeah. He didn't keep it much. So there were times it, last year where they were they would literally sell out on Hall because they knew Purdy wasn't going to take it, and um, maybe Decker's will. So that's that's a good question. I, I think you know floor ceiling. I think the 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 ceiling for this team is eight wins. Okay, maybe nine if you're getting really crazy with the bowl win. Uh, but so, I. Th- I th- so I think the floor is 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 six. Like I, I think this team's getting to six. I really do. Oh, yeah. I don't think they'll drop to five, but I would put it there. Maybe though. put it there to be safe. But yeah, I, I don't I, think I it's like a confident. I don't think it's like a guarantee. This no. group goes to a bowl game. And in this, I think that they will. I think that they're going to surprise us. I do too. What about the swing game? I'll put Iowa on there because it's, it's time. I think the swing game is Baylor. Yeah. I mean, and plus it's still in September where they've notoriously struggled. You know what? Uh, supposedly K-State's going to be a lot better next year. Well, uh, you know, and I would put that one too. I would say Baylor or Kansas yeah. State would be the two so for me. Both are in Ames. K-State's starting to get some love as, hey, look out for these guys. I don't buy it yet. But. No, I I think Baylor's that swing. I mean, forget about Iowa because it's non-con, right? Yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. say, let's say you lose Iowa and you're you're two and one. You could get to three and one with a win over a ranked Baylor team, four and one after Kansas. Like that's a pretty. I mean, then you're two away from a bowl. Yeah. I mean, Iowa will be the same thing. I'm looking more in the Big Twelve standings. Yeah. But I mean, you're right. Like if if you could beat Iowa, that kind of changes the whole. Because they could be ranked ranked at that point. Probably will be. Yeah. I don't know. I I I think it's Iowa or Baylor, for me. Yeah, and I'll put. I'll, I'll throw K-State in that mix, too. And then the, the ones at the end, I mean, they're going to be a swing, hopefully, into how good a bowl game you're going to go to. Yeah. that I, I could see the game at TCU on November 26th meaning something, it's, too. Yeah, and, it'd be, and, and Tech, I don't know what to think about Tech. I mean, that should be a game in Ames you win, but I don't know about them this year. I need to learn more about that. That's that's what the month of June is for, learning yeah, about is, these teams. Yeah, this is the time. So, to be honest with you. Great follow-up from Josh, who asks... This is probably my favorite question. If any bowl game was open to Iowa State, just for hypothetical purposes, except the playoff, what would be the most fun bowl game for Iowa State to play in? This includes the prestige of the game and opponent, location of the game, bush light availability, Ooh. key point, etc. Well, it's the Sugar Bowl. I think that's the answer. Or going to New Orleans, baby. I think that's the answer. I would have I've said the Alamo been. five years ago. The Alamo, no, I'm saying though that the Alamo on a return trip, I'm I'm great with that. It is like phenomenal. that was a phenomenal. Yeah, the 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 stadium kind of was average as far the as the stadium just, sucks. Is, yeah, the stadium is really old. But you're when you go to a bowl game, you're not really there for the game. What, or, am I wrong? Well, it's, but there was a prestige thing to the Alamo Bowl more than the. If if I never go back to the city of Orlando, I'll be totally fine with yeah, that. Yeah, the prestige of playing Clemson was good. But yeah, you didn't but really. God. I don't know. Yeah, I, I listen. I lived in Orlando for. Yeah, but Omnicron was going on that too. Was, that, so was, that, that was a weird. Really, was, it was a, a weird, weird deal. Weird bowl game. So the same experience. The strangest game I've ever seen in my life was the Fiesta Bowl 
against Oregon. That would be amazing if Iowa State fans were able to attend. The answer is the Sugar Bowl. But I think it's the Sugar Bowl, more so than the Rose. Yes. I just don't see... I think Iowa State fans... We don't give a damn about the Rose Bowl. That's not like... Yeah. That's like... I mean, we all like to watch it and you respect it, but like, it's not a... It's never been affiliated with the Big 12. Fair. I mean, like, it'd be cool to go there. I'm not... I don't think it'd be a great setup for fans, though, because it's not... I've been there. Bourbon Street and the Sugar Bowl is the answer. That's the answer. Everything's right there. I will throw an honorary honorary mention. I think San Antonio is great. Okay, for the, some of the mid tiers, if we could ever get the chances Iowa State to go to the Music City Bowl in Nashville, oh yeah, that'd be great. That would be knock it out of the park. Well, and I'll say it here. So I'll go back to all Memphis. those bachelorette. Parties. I'll go back to Memphis any year. I love Memphis. Yeah, I mean it's it's a great yeah, ball game. Stadium it, game is not great. They're, reven- they're renovating. I know. Remember? I know. It's just it's the, a phenomenal bowl know. game. It's one of the they few do treat bowl, you well. It's one of the few bowl games left where like the city actually cares. Like they roll out the red carpet. They do. It's uh, the Beale Street and Iowa State fans just blowing that play. Everybody drives. It's phenomenal. I would totally go back if if we end this year back in Memphis. You're that'd be camper. great. Oh, it'd be great. I'd rather do that than some of those other low level so, ones. Speaking of that, I looked it up. Bowl tie-ins this year. Same old, same old. God, we need to switch those up. Yep. Sugar Bowls, number one. Alamo Bowls, two. Cheez-It Bowls, three. No more Cheez-It. Texas Bowl and Houston's four. Liberty Bowls, five. Guaranteed Rate Bowl is six. That's the, um, I think that's Phoenix. Oh, so that's the old, like, um, Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wild Wings Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. That's the one where Rhodes beat Minnesota. Yes. The lowest rated bowl game of all time because it was on NFL Network. Yes, the old insight. Yep. Yes, that's the one. Um, so again, so they got. Can they? Can we do like a? Can we get creative here? You know, because college football is going to face a crisis at some point of generating interest in the postseason. You if, think we're if, not there yet? Like well, nobody know even plays are. in these games. But if we get to the point where we're having eight and twelve teams in the playoff, they got to reset the bowl structure. Like they got to have a rolling. Like every three years, let's reset the thing. Let's have a draft. Let's go through the conferences, and you pick what bowl game you want to go to. I think that's a good move because yeah. it's like I, I'm tired. I listen, well, we would go to Memphis every time. It's fun, but I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't look forward to go to the Cheez-It Bowl anymore. Like I'm sorry, I'm, no. I've seen it. Yeah, I get it. It was fine. Yeah, that's two out of the last. Three years, I would say it's gone to Orlando. Great opponents. Yeah, it's great. Just doesn't, I don't know, I just something different. And that's a lot to work through well, because you're talking about big-time contracts that are above. They're already moving in that direction, though, because they, they removed the clause where, like, gambling and alcohol companies couldn't sponsor these things. Sure. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah, so, like, you can have, like, the DraftKings Bowl. Yeah, or you, they can, you can have the... I'm sure, like a cannabis company could do one if it was in Las Vegas, Let's get, like uh, Mississippi River, Cody Road. <laughs> there you go, the Cody, Cody Road Bowl. Yeah, in uh, Bettendorf, <laughs> in Leclaire. I don't uh, think Leclaire has got a big, probably enough. not big enough stadium. Yeah, but neither does the Bahamas. They make that work. One more bat. One more football question. Okay, let's go. Which running back that is on the 2022 roster has the most talent and or potential to be the next Montgomery or Brees? John Erickson says on Twitter, I think it's eventually Silas, but could be someone not here yet. What say you? I think the the correct answer here, John and C-Dub, 
is uh, the young man that is going to be on campus or got here in the in the, in the spring, and that is one Cartavius Norton. Yep, that would be mine. He will play some this year, I bet. Uh, maybe not a lot, but his upside is probably the highest of any of them. And I say that as a big – I'm a big Jirel fan. I like him a lot. I do like Sanders. I like Silas. I think – but you look at what made Montgomery and Hall so good is they could be an every down back. Norton's got the highest potential to be an every down back. Yeah, Silas is 5'8", 185. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's, in a, the, he's a mix-up guy. He's not in this conversation. He he could be really fun and like a really good player, and everybody will love him. The I think the easy answer here is Cartavius. Cartavius, kid out of Georgia. Yeah. Yep. Who wasn't highly recruited. 5'11", 210. 5'11", 210 already. And he's, you're hearing some some birdies, kind of like not, yeah. not maybe not what you heard when Brees Hall got on campus, I, but... One one birdie told me that he'll be the backup getting reps by the end of the year. You know, Campbell's weird about running backs. Yeah, he always like will work them in late. Yeah, I remember Sheldon Crony started over Brees Hall. Right, all those guys had to wait their turn. And Norton is not on that level, by the way. So like yeah, when he's not. Yeah, when David Montgomery or, yeah. and Nwangu or Wangwu came in. And when, I'm still calling him Kanae Nwangu. And when Hall came in, like you knew the day they stepped on campus, this guy's special. Norton's not that. Yeah, like yeah, let's he, not get I'm, it too yeah, inflated. I don't want like mm. people to take this the wrong way. But he, I think of all these guys, I think he's the standout. You will see four. This will be different this year. You're going to see four running backs play. Yeah, in my opinion, now, I, I think, think Jirel's the starter for sure. He's and he's he's great. Jirel, an opportunity. Excited to see him. I just think you're going to see more. Silas can give you something. I think Sanders can give you something. Sanders is going to be really good in the kick game. For what it's worth, I had um, for Athlon, I think it's on newsstands now. I'm not positive, but I, 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 think, I think it, it is, is out there. Yep. I have um, I had Sanders because I put together the projected two deep, and I had him number two. So I did not have Norton number two, on there two yet yeah. as far as kickoff goes. But we also we can't do ORs. We talked about this on a podcast yep. like yep, a month ago. Yep. But I had I had Sanders number two projected for the first game. Okay, one more quasi-football question. You and Williams get to suit up for the Cyclones one Saturday in the fall. What position do you each play and why? Hmm. Well, I, I mean, think the obvious we're, answer neither, is neither we're, both, we're, we're not both getting on the field. Yeah, we're not kickers. getting on the field for what? What would you want to play? Um, Like... What would be the most enjoyable position in college to play? Uh, edge rusher. Okay. That's what I'd Interesting. Just go after the Q. You don't really don't have a lot of responsibility. Just going after the quarterback, just like a madman. I think that, in, in my opinion, like for to answer the question, I'd be a tight end. Okay. A little blocking. A little blocking. Still can catch the, I don't need yeah. the, I don't need, I don't need the ball in my hands every play. I want to be a great teammate. Uh, I want to be. I think that you're I, Chase Allen. I think the best athletes on the football field are tight ends because they can do everything. They're they're big enough where they're taking on linemen. They're running routes. They can run block. They can pass block. But it, it would be a tight end for me. But the most fun is to be the edge rusher and just go after That's the good answer. I'll go a couple different ways. I I think where I would be would be. Probably the and Anthony Johnson talked about this in the X Pod. It was a really cool conversation. Oh, it was so good! It was He's like so at good. corner. You have one responsibility, but when you play safety, now you get to see everything, and you can. He's like you can use your mind to manipulate things. So that's where I would be. 
I'd oh, be a safety. Okay. Yeah. Like he and he said, I'm so excited. It's you gotta go you guys gotta go listen to it because it's fascinating. How to good think is about. exit that? Yeah, it was really and it was, it was I learned a couple football things. Yeah. Um Oh really good just, stuff. The stuff about when Hutchinson would break in, he'd he'd put his arm out. And Johnson told him that as like like they're tipping, tipping pitches, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, then he stopped doing that, and he's and Johnson's like, hey man, good job, you're not doing that anymore. Like really smart stuff that your casual we don't observe. We have no idea. Have no idea. But Johnson was Anthony was really excited to play safety because he can kind of patrol and be that you know see everything on the back end, and I think that's where I think that'd be fun because you're 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 you get us you kind of play the whole field that way and you're not locked into one thing. And then, you know, I'm I'm nothing more than the slot receiver, let's be honest. <laughs> You'd be a good I'm slot Hunter receiver. I'm Redfro or whoever. You're, the, you're one of the McCaffreys. Yeah, one of the McCaffreys, yeah. 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 So that's a good question. But I, That was fun. I think it th- will th- 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 be fun to see Anthony play that role. Super smart guy. You know, I think he'll, he could thrive in that position. So we shall see. Good question. Uh, okay. Now we're getting some of the, as, as the kids say, some of the tea. Some of the people want us to spill the tea here. Jeff asks, which national media personalities can you absolutely not stand? <laughs> like on a personal level? I or don't just know. Like I mean, that's it. That was the question. And there was a lot of favorites. So people are curious to, to hear oh the answer. Oh, my God. Uh, Jason Whitlock is mine. Jason he's Whitlock. Longtime nemesis of mine. I I've, remember at the Big 12 tournament when he, he gave you the cold shoulder. Just horrible. As a young up-and-coming. Horrible. Uh, yeah. I was a student journalist. Yeah. Hospitality room. Dallas. Yep. Went up to this. introduce yeah, myself to a this. guy who I'd read in the Kansas City Star for my entire childhood because we get Kansas City media mm-hmm. in, down south. And he could not have been more rude and he could not have made me feel worse about myself. <laughs> he was the biggest dick I've ever met in this business. Like, and I'm not, this has nothing to do with his politics. Sure. This was. This was when he was an actual sports writer. Because you were a fan of his writing. Yeah, like I, he covered the Royals, yeah. and like I read uh, every yeah. column that he wrote, and like it, it, this is when he wasn't like famous. Like he, yeah, he was famous for regional standards. Yeah, and he but, was on the sports report but, a little bit. Yeah, but I watched him. I read him before that. Yeah, my grandparents got the Kansas City Star, and like I was a nut. Like I read Tom Chattel all the time in the Omaha World Herald, um, Sipple. Um, we didn't get Des Mo- the, the Des Moines Register did not deliver in Clarinda only on Sundays they did so we didn't get a lot of the Des Moines Register. Um, yeah, I I was obsessed with Whitlock. He was my favorite columnist, and he could not have been a bigger dick. He was the biggest dick I've ever met in this business. Wow. A total asshole who, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. He's, and be nice to just be nice to people. Right. He didn't even acknowledge didn't know, me. Like I like went a, up and I said, yeah, Mr. Right. Whitlock, I've read you forever. I'm an aspiring yeah. sports. And he didn't talk to me. Yeah. He just looked at me like I was this piece of trash. And you remember it. Oh, I vividly. Later, and yeah. I still want to punch him in the face, but I, you know what, I, whatever. I don't have any real personal experiences. That's the only one I have a personal thing. With. I mean, if, and, and this person is not national, but I would say Marty Terrell, um, <laughs> um, anyway, long, longer story that we can get into. You used after. to do, be their board. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, but I would say just from a professional standpoint, as a, as a, as a play by play connoisseur, yeah, I like that, to listen to a lot of people. I have my preferred styles and the play by play guys that make it more about them 
than the game mm. tend to kind of rub me the wrong way. So for so me, Gus Johnson. No, so he, in a way, yeah. Um, I don't know if he is like meaning to do. I that, don't think though. he. He's I think not, he's just genuinely. I think that. he's just excited. I do think it's it's partially a shtick, but it's not like Jim Nance bothers me because it's just it seems like everything has to be so about reverence when it. Does, I don't know. It's just a little bit over the top from people that are over the top, and there's not that many that are like that. But I, I we can't stand then Skip Bayless is is what he is. But you know, it's an act. Yeah, I actually so. respect Stephen A. Like I've, like I've I, turned the corner on yeah, him. Like I, I have. I don't know. Why. If you watch that show, like I, I've, I've started to come around. On if it. you tune into that show, and you're like, man, like I'm taking this really seriously, like I'm really trying yeah, to be intellectually stimulated here, then then you're the problem. Right. Well, that's what I got. I got to that point. Like Skip yeah, like, used to get me for like three years. Like, all right. Yeah. I see. Okay, I can play along here. Do you, you guys want to know? Okay, friends of the podcast here. Do you want to know what those guys get paid per year? Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith. Do you want to know? I mean, it's uh, is it ten million? It's it's right at it. Yeah, I was gonna say. I right, thought like I was they're like the highest two paid guys on those networks. And they're morning guys. Like they're yeah, not they're even, not even they're not even they don't cover. I mean, Stephen A. Covers Stephen A. is everywhere. Though, he like, is everywhere. They yeah, use like him a lot. he's constantly. Oh, there's a UFC fight. Oh, yeah, let's put him there. Well, it's because he gets he gets eyeballs. Yeah, but they pay him. They pay him, pay him well for it. So our friend Josh Betts is a lot more respectful uh, than <laughs> Jeff here. <laughs> and Josh says, who are your favorite sports broadcasters, writers to listen to and read outside of the Big 12? Outside of the Big 12? Yeah, I will say this. from We did not mention in the previous thing, Stuart Mandel. Because he at least came on the, the podcast. Yeah. Which, yeah. which is... I mean, he rudely didn't thank he us, didn't for, thank the us for the Cody Rowe. But yeah. that's... I mean, that's... At least he came on the podcast yeah, no, and we had a discussion. We exchanged more of that. texts and stuff yeah. afterwards. We need, we need more of He's that. fine. I know like, people expected us to, to rag on Stu. We're not going to do it. Yeah, no, I, no I'm no, i not going to take a yeah, shot. I mean, I, I would have appreciated the thank you, but other than that, like, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to hold it against him. So favorite broadcasters, writers? A uh, couple of writers. Bruce Feldman would be one for me. Okay. Really like him. With The Athletic? Yeah, he's been everywhere. He's been everywhere, though, yeah. I mean, I read his book, Meat Market, yeah, however was, many yeah, years ago. ago. Like he's, good. And I and I could tell you, um, just a stand-up human. Like He's oh, a really good. great great guy. Good. I've had drinks with him before. Clatt would be one for me. I've like gotten Clatt. to know Joel a little bit yep. through Big 12 stuff. And he's as, he's as genuine, like, off the camera as he c- comes across on. Like, he, he's like... He remind he's like a Jeff Van Gundy in college football where he just tells it how he sees it, but he's respectful. He's respectful. Yep. Yeah. The I mean Simmons would be for me, and it's more Bill, Bill Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. It's more to do with like his business acumen to me than it is his actual. I loved his writing. He doesn't write anymore. Yeah. I don't listen to his podcast much because yep. it's like I don't. It's there's a lot. It's, it's long. Well, it's, the it's same like stuff. It's like the NBA. Yeah, you know, like and it, it's yeah. guess the NFL lines and right. like I, it's just I have way other stuff that I, the one I would point out I I think he's probably my all time favorite writer now that I think is Dan Wetzel from Yahoo, he wrote Death to the BCS, yeah, and he does a great podcast with Pat Forty, although uh, Forty bothers me. Yeah, I mean, well, well, yeah, the, their podcast is it's good, probably the best yeah, I think good. as far as college athletics goes. Wetzel is just such a 
an enigma to all these athletic directors and stuff. Like he just is constantly I love it. Like he's it's he's really funny. smart and he's he's just an old school journalist who he's never gonna change his ways. So he would those would probably be mine. Yeah, I'll just go the broadcasting route. People ask me occasionally who are your favorite broadcasters to listen to? Um and I've got I'll give you three on the national level. Really like and I th- well I'll give you four. Jason Benetti, who does the White Sox he does a lot of Big 12, uh, really needs to worry a lot of college football. He's the the broadcaster of the his cerebral palsy, but oh, I mean, cool. the guy. And he's out there kicking he's, ass. He's, he's now the NBC guy for Peacock. For, awesome. for I mean, I think, he's, I think he's phenomenal. What I'm looking for, I want to know people who's gonna, who are going to do the work yeah. and not just show up. And you can tell who's who's prepared and who's not. Benetti's always That's why top. I love Clatt. Like, the Same. depth in his analysis is so great. I'll also throw out Adam Amin. Always prepared, does the Bulls on NBC Bulls Sports, yep. but he also has moved up. He's now Fox. It's like number three guy. Um, and needs, people may not know, Adam was actually in, in um, Emmitsburg or Okaboji when we were down in Shenandoah. He was up in and look Northwest at him Iowa. Now. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. It's all good. <laughs> Congrats to Adam. He's really good. I've uh, enjoyed really him good. on the Bulls. It's fun to watch. It's been fun to watch his ascension when, for the years. When the Bulls have him and, um, God, what's the guy's name? Uh, Robbie Hummel. Robbie yeah, Hummel's, Robbie Hummel's does, good. He's gotten a lot better. When the Bulls have Amin and Hummel, yeah, like it's so it's great. Like I, I freaking, yeah, I love even it. like Stacey King. Like, I enjoy there. It's 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 enjoyable. He's fine, but like I love. Yeah, Hummel's Hummel. really good. I, I should have thrown him out. I think he's fantastic. And then uh, I think the ah, two two of my favorite national guys. They're kind of a tie. Ian Eagle. Yeah, he's really good. Who does football for CBS, but he also does TNT and. Uh, is he still Westwood One on the radio? He doesn't. He doesn't, do? he, he, he has. Is that even a thing? Yeah. Does Westwood still, One exist? Yeah, it still does. Kevin Kugler, who's in Omaha, does a lot of their stuff. Who's really good on the radio? Does some BTN stuff. And then uh, nationally, my favorite play-by-play guy. Give me a game. Would be. Ah, I, mean, I keep I keep coming up with him, but I'll say Sean McDonough is a versatile guy. I like him a lot. So I, he kind of got the raw deal with the Monday Night Football. It was a bad pairing. Uh, it just didn't work out. He's great in college football and college basketball, though. And now he did their hockey. He's really good at hockey. I'll give you a hot take. I, I, I like Mike Breen, too. I, I miss you, Mike Breen. Come I, back to the NBA Finals. I don't like the Manning cast. Really? See, I think it's different, but... It's fine. Like, not, I can see why. So I want to yeah. watch the game. Yeah. Like, I don't need the... I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Like, those guys the, are great. Yeah, I'm, not, they, I'm not criticizing them. I'm saying that format's not for me. It would be in my let's. Why can't they just move? Pay- I know he doesn't want it. That's why they don't do it. Peyton should just be the analyst. Yeah, absolutely. He'd be. That was my phenomenal. problem. Was like I was watching that because I, I thought yeah, he's greasy, so good. greasy, and and Riddick were fine, but they were, didn't really add much. Steve Levy's okay on Monday Night Football, but I'm like at least Manning was Peyton was giving me something. You know who's different. come the farthest in ten years than anyone is Booger McFarlane. He's actually really good now. I like him a lot. Really, he was phenomenal I guess during I the draft. Kind of wrote him off too too oh, soon, but dude, watch him in the draft. Like he's so good with, with the analysis of these college guys. It's a perfect spot for him. Good question though, Josh. There's a lot of really talented guys. Yeah, Josh, you, so. you Josh, you could have just led me and blew him into like a whole podcast. Yeah, we, we, maybe someday. Total geeks. I've got. Others. See, it's funny that you gravitate to the broadcasting guys. You I still, writer, I still yeah. go to the writers. We've got a Rachel Nichols story that's not appropriate. you got a lot of good Rachel Nichols stories, from what I understand. I worked in with Rachel tentatively. Um, that Jason Whitlock is a dick, though. <laughs> We've got these. I mean, there's so many good questions. I don't know. That's good, Cody Road. I don't know uh, where to go next. That's good, Cody Road. Got the football questions out of the way. 
Interesting one from John. Back to the NFL. Okay. Which former Cyclone does the best in the upcoming NFL season? You've got Hall and Montgomery as running back ones. Lazard. Maybe a wide receiver one. Uh, what do you think? If you're drafting in fantasy, it's, where are you taking Montgomery, Hall, and Lazard? It's Lazard. You'd pick Lazard over Hall and Montgomery yeah, in your draft? It's Lazard. Really? Yeah. Because the Jets are still a tortured, awful franchise. They, they are, but he's, he's yeah, no, the I, RB1. Yeah. Same no, with, I get same it. With but the there's, Bears. there's really not a true RB1 in the NFL, though. Right? We're all kind of like RB1A, Combos, 1Bs. Yeah. yeah. Um, Montgomery, listen, like that's a disaster of a franchise. Are they? What do we got now? Lazard, we got a new coach. Liz, new no, I I also say this because he's he's our neighbor now. Lazard, yeah, big yeah. Bondurant guy. Bondurant, it's native. it's growing like a weed. Yeah, but he's the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers, probably. Yeah, but like yeah. for real. Yeah. Okay. He's he's gonna get. Let's the ball. say he's one B. Whatever. Yeah. He's yeah. the number one or two wide receiver for the one of the top five best quarterbacks of our I, generation. I, it's fair, fair. It's Lazard. So some website called fantasypros.com. If you're just doing straight up draft value, right? Mm-hmm. Montgomery this is kinda of, actually kinda of cool. Montgomery at thirty one. Hall at forty seven. Lazard at a hundred. Wow! Three cycles so in the top 100. So I'm. Is You're this like off. a PPR league or what? I don't know. Oh, I don't geez. know. The, I don't know what the criteria is. Yeah. Yeah. I, tend I to, mean, I tend to overvalue. I haven't played fantasy football since our Cyclone Radio Network group kicked me out of our league. Too much. Uh, it's not not, not classy enough. <laughs> not classy enough. The uh, no, but it, it's it's finally nice to have some cyclones in in, yeah, in no, the I mean, spots. I, am I? I mean, because I really was, I really botched that. Like, is my mindset that I, far off? Like, I think you're, I, no, I don't think it's a guarantee Lazard's going to be the guy. Like, for I mean, I don't, like, is Zach Wilson going to be this, like, I mean, are, are we sold that the Jets aren't just going to still be a, I was so pissed when Brees went there. I just, I just think the fact is a starting running back, your value is, is usually. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. It's like, high. Now, if if Lazard becomes the number one guy and he becomes um, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams, and yeah, then it's a different story. He's just not there yet. Good yeah. good, good questions, everybody. Um, let's see. We got we got one. We got we got one more. We got time for one more. Here we go. Heath asks, if you were able to de- redesign new uniforms, oh buddy, for all the major Cyclone sports teams, what would they look like? I have one uniform hot take, and I'm really di- crushed. And I've let the powers that be know this, that it was a missed opportunity this year. They had a chance to recognize the Tim Floyd Sweet 16 team from 25 years ago with those throwback Whirly Bird uniforms. Because the kids are really liking the, the throwback the Whirly Whirly, yeah, Whirly oh, yeah, I know what the Whirly Bird is, yeah. So Google Dedrick Willoughby or Sean Bankhead or Kelvin Cato, Iowa State. Can they bring <sighs> those back for like a game or two? Just give me a retro game with those things. Now, they were hideous. In some realms, read the question. Is this just basketball? Any, any, all the sports. He said all the sports. I wish that they, for the for the all blacks, wrestling did this pretty good. Okay. There's a bit of a like neon cardinal color. Okay. Why can't we incorporate that into the all blacks? And just like make we're the more? we're the um, I state logo. Got Oregon Baylor esque right there. Yeah, well, that 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think that'd be really cool. And then you're incorporating at least one of the colors. And I think it would pop. I think it'd make it kind of sexy. Or, you know, my love for camo, right? Like, can we do <laughs> no, no. white, Stop. gray, black camo helmets with the iState logo? And seriously. And the uh, AHF logo on it? No, I, I've always thought that with the white, with the black uniforms. Like, I think they're really sharp, but I think that if you brought in, like... Put a little uh, red in there, a little cardinal. I don't want the traditional cardinal. Yeah. I think yeah. it's got to be something that Some, pops. Okay, I follow. So that's always what I felt. I follow. And I keep the gold out, because I don't want any black and gold mix. Yeah, no, yeah. We, yeah on our uniforms. Right, right, but you're okay. I'm okay with black. I, I love the black. I, I, I like the white combo, like you get the, the... It's very sleek, but like I think that throwing just a little bit of red, red in there... Identify, so you're not... Just me? TCU or something. Um, No, I like that. I, li- I still... It was a bad era of Iowa State football. But the script Cyclones, uh, it works. It works for me. They just bring it back. Even the, the, the traditional Cyclone Twister yeah. works for me. But Walking Psy helmet walking would be... Walking would be cool. I mean, Walking size. I would like that a lot. In my opinion, Walking size is the best logo Iowa State has. I think, Jamie, if you're listening, I think Iowa State has established well enough as the block logo. I think we can get creative now. I agree with I'm you. I'm not saying the the we had a little bit of a we tried to go that route in 17 for one game, the Texas game. Oh, the the bugle logo. The bugle logo. I like the bugle logo. It's fine, but it was on the wrong helmet. It should have been on. A, it should have been on a different color of helmet, and it would have looked great. It, they shouldn't have put it cardinal on. And cardinal. I think it was a little too like like uh, Pixar cartoony. Dude, the, yeah, whatever something, they... Something was going on there. Whatever they paid that group to come up with that logo was too much. They should have just talked to us. We would have done it for I'm free. I'm just saying, like, we're... The, the Bugle State, logo's fine. You can't put it on Cardinal. Okay. It needs to be on black or white. I mean, I struggle to match my brown belt with brown shoes, so I, I will... Well, I'll, it was I'll like red on red. It yeah, didn't it just, look didn't, right. it didn't go. I do think, though, I think we can bring... I think we can bring more variety. If anyone's listening in the Jacobson building, I think the I state is established enough. We're not confused now why, for, why for can't Illinois we state. Do, why can't we do the, Idaho state. the tri-stripes on the, the tri-stripes. helmet? tri-stripes. For a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. On the black? Yeah. How now sick would that be? With, and the neon. How sick would neon, that be? Okay. Yeah. Use use the stripes. The stripe, Great move. Those are phenomenal. That was fantastic. And for them putting them on the building and all the Even stuff basketball. that they did. Can basketball. See, I think we've now, we've stumbled into the right answer here. Can basketball embrace the stripes? I know Jack Trice was a football player. Yeah, but, but let's Jack think, Trice let's, is... He's, he's global here. Yeah, no. I, he is he, Iowa State. And you own that, yeah. right? Like, he's yeah. ours. He's our guy. Let's 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 lean in. Let's lean into the stripes. Uh, little tidbit. I did give this in our... I gave this up on premium a couple weeks ago, but I have heard from birdies that the All Blacks will now be available in all sports this year. Oh, Okay, because it was the weird anthracite gray thing that yeah just didn't really do it for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard that if basketball wants to use all blacks, they can. Now that again, like it, it won't be like their primary uniforms. Don't got it. it. It's something to do with Nike. I don't understand how all yeah, that because they're always a couple years behind. 
Yeah, because and a lot of people think like, oh, it's all the coaches and kind of, but like I can assure you, like TJ had no say in like what, what uniforms they, they had last year. Gotcha. It takes like three years for that to get into the system. So whatever uniforms would be like for next year would still be like from Prome. God, I mean, it seems it seems like we. I know the supply chain's backed up. Let's figure it out, everybody. God, um, I'm so one last sick question. of hearing about the damn supply chain. That's question. Uh, Josh is not not a qu- real quick timeout. I'm with my uncle Terry. He uh, works on horses, sells horses, rodeo guys today. Okay. And he's telling me the cost of horses right now is like through the roof. Where do you buy a horse? Well, you go to farms and why would why would horses be through a roof? That's what I said. I go, how in the hell is the supply chain for a horse different now (laughs) compared to three years ago? Not shipping them on a crate, right? He goes, I don't know, but it is. (laughs) That's why I love my uncle Terry's straight shooter. He goes, I don't know. I don't even give a shit. All I know is it's thirty five thousand for a horse. A good one. Not like not like one. No, like these coach. guys are like, dude. They're like rodeo dudes. Like these are. Uh, I, yeah, that's yeah. That's no, not like my crowd, so Ashley's. They're rodeo people. Yeah, like what? You know, I've gone and watched oh, rodeos yeah. Okay. before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they they're like legit rodeo dudes. Like they make money doing it. Yeah. He's <laughs> Uncle Terry. If you're listening, S- sorry about the inflation. Yeah. No, he was because I'm like, why in the hell? And they're not eating gas. Like, what, what is like the you're, you're having a hard time getting shoes for the horse? Like, <laughs> what's what, the horse to hold? Why up? are the horses more now? Used car prices are dropping. They're just they're, ripping us off everywhere. Um. All right, last question. And these, I, I'm sorry, I couldn't get to them all. Thanks, everybody. Josh says, not a question, but we need to get you to Knoxville races. Speaking to me, yeah, to see some sprint cars. Now that I'm a, a big dirt racing fan. Hey, Josh, appreciate that. You're a late model guy, though. Oh, that'll make Josh mad. If uh, Josh is a good man. Hey, he lives if, in Bonnerant. If Knoxville sends me a hat, I'll go. What are, Josh's real question is, what are each of your all-time favorite pro sports moments? Pro sports. <sighs> so we're moving Iowa State from the equation. Yeah, well, mine is the miracle. The, the Minnesota miracle? Yeah, I mean, I, that's being there. Be. Being there, that's tough to be. I was with, you know, Carper and Hines, two of my all-time best friends. That's, yeah, that's, that's tough to beat. I mean, it, it was... The single greatest sports moment of my... I always joke... Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. I I always joke that um, it's the second greatest moment of my life. Cameron being born was first. That was second, and then Elise. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Elise. It's just the second kid being born. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. Oh goodness! Well, let's listen to it right here because this never gets I mean, it old. It is pretty insane. This never gets old with our guy Paul Allen from the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, guy right that uh, he's 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 great at oh play by yeah. Game. I probably yeah, should have mentioned him. He on there. He's great my, at horse racing too. I horse racing to, takes a special time. I, I'll listen to the Vikings over. Yeah. Vikings at their own thirty-nine. It's third down. He's got a little bit of right stick. He's got a little bit of stick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Four yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Dick. Stay up. Oh, oh my God! Oh my God! Thirty. <laughs> Goosebumps still. Who, who's the color guy? Because he's really good too. He versus. He was on it. I can't believe what I just saw. 
So the backstory of that is, so I'm at. Are you are you sober at this point? No, no. But so you're, but you remember. It. So it's me, Carper. Yep. Travis Hines and his wife, who we find out was pregnant later on, and we didn't know. That's that man. Um, Ryan Hansen. More Cody Road to hear this story. Ryan Hansen. Ryan Hansen, our buddy. Yeah. And, uh, Ryan's a gauge. Congrats, Ryan. Yeah, congrats, Ryan. Right? Right, and then one you. of Ryan's buddies, okay? All so right. it's we all, oh boy. us six have tickets together. Um, one of those deals where we got there Saturday night, went to bed at about three, get up, <laughs> and we, we went... Like, we do these bar hopping things, but keep in mind, we used to have season tickets, right? Carper and I did. So we have a lot of, like, spots. Yeah. Where we like yeah, to hit. You, where, you, yep, you knew where to go. Yeah. You, so Hanson's we, from, the, Ryan's from there. Yeah, yeah we met go. at the place at, like, I don't know. This was the 2.30 kick. So we met at, yep. like, 10, and, yep. you know, get brunch. You start drinking Bloody Marys, that whole deal. I've never seen downtown Minneapolis as hot as it was before this game. Just ready to go. Like, they just were, on They were fire. the six-point favorite that game, right? Yeah, like, yeah, this like place is, we're going to the Super yeah. Bowl. Like, yeah. this is, but not, like, and we we are lubed up going into this game. And, you know, the skull chant, all that yeah. stuff. Well, we start losing, and I get a really bad attitude. Yeah, you know how I get do. with the Vikings. As you do, yeah. Heinz's beautiful wife, and again, I didn't know she was pregnant at the time. I thought it was weird she wasn't drinking, but... Whatever. Did she know she was pregnant? Just nobody so else did. I gotta, we're going to get to that story. I don't know if it's my story to tell. Uh, but probably not, to. yeah. Um, it's late enough in the podcast. Rochelle looks at me at one point in the game, and she's like, if you're going to be this negative, then just go sit somewhere else. And I was <laughs> and I was basically like, screw you, I will. So, <laughs> so I left. You're 34-year-old 30, man yeah. at this point in your I, life. Yeah. I left and bought a bunch of beer, and I'm walking around the stadium pissed off by myself because the Vikings are going to choke again. Yeah. And I go back up there to the end because I'm like, can we leave? You know, because I'm like, let's get the hell out of here. Like, I'm in a bad mood. I'm an awful Vikings fan. I expect the worst. I, I'm a Especially ter- after a couple beverages. Yeah, I'm a terrible you. fan. Yeah. And you're better when you're covering the game. In the freaking, oh, I'm way better covering the game. And the freaking miracle happens. And we didn't leave the stadium for pro- at least an hour and a half wow. after that game. I'm kissing grown men. <laughs> Like we're we're all hugging, um, you know. Like even Saints Hold fans on. can Heinz show emotion? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> all right. There's there's videos of me and Heinz kissing somewhere. Um, love you, Travis. The we we so this is the funny part. So I didn't know any of this because they were going to get their first ultrasound the next day. Oh wow! We were all supposed to go home after the game. Well, we're like, no, we're staying here for the party. So we went across the street, you know, and we start just pounding beers and this, it didn't matter if you were a Vikings fan, like, oh, I'll buy your tab. I'll buy, I'll pick up your tab. Like it it was the single greatest, like until the next morning. So like a snowstorm rolls in. Okay. And Heinz and I are like, oh shit, we're going to be late for the press conference. Cause we, we both had to go cover it, whatever. Not only were we late for that. Heinz and Rochelle didn't make their uh, first um, oh, no. ultrasound. Because of the weather? Yeah, well, and we were also hungover. <laughs> and poor Rochelle's pregnant, driving through a snowstorm on 35. You know how yeah, that is. Yeah, the, the trap. While we are all passed out in the back, because we didn't go to bed until like 4. <laughs> so that's, that's by hard far, to that is really for hard me, to the greatest pro I, sports I get. moment of my life. 
And it, I, I can't. That's better than the Braves winning the World Series. I, and I don't really have a lot of great moments because yeah, my teams same. don't win. Like, my teams all suck. Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't have a lot. Because you're just an. You don't really, I don't have, really teams. have teams. I mean, my team is the Cardinals. Why so do you it, not have? Uh, yeah, when the, that when is the Cardinals team. won the World, so they won two Worlds, oh six and eleven. Those are great, but I wasn't there. Like it's one thing if you're there. I think it totally changes it. Now it's great. Like I, I'm so happy for the Cubs fans, even as the Cardinals fan, when they won it because people could actually experience it. And but if you're there, it's a little bit different. So it's hard for me to compare like pro sports memories to Iowa State memories because I've been at at least in the last fifteen years most of the Iowa State moments, which are just different. Uh, I will say, though, so the Cardinals win the World Series twice. And then, for whatever reason, I didn't think it would, but when Tiger won the Masters uh, yeah, that was a three cool years moment. ago, yeah. like that got me more than I thought it that would. That was a neat moment. It was almost like a, I don't know why I'm a Tiger fan. Like, I obviously, like, I can't logically say he's a great guy. No. But it was, there's, there was something nostalgic about him winning that that took me back to I get it. 20 years previous when he was the guy. That moment... I, I don't know. I thought that was really cool. I've never been a big Tiger fan either. In fact, I I was the opposite for the longest time. But that moment was really special. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. I, thought it was a, I just thought it was a neat moment all the way around. Really just so. a great redemption story. And I don't story. think he'll ever win another one again, so that was, that'll be the last one. So, anyway. That, those, those, I'm just at the top of my head. When the Magic, I mean, I was working for them. It was kind of cool when they made yeah. the NBA Finals. That was neat. Kind of, but I was kind you've of working. Ca- you've kind of bought in on the Vikings, though, right? Yeah, like, if they would I, win a yeah. Super Bowl, would that be because your wife? Yeah, and- I, I, I would get there by then. I, I Now that I'm not going to be working much on Saturdays in the fall, I'm hoping that I can invest more in... Well, we, used, we had this pact before all of our fandom, kids fandom. came. That our families were going to watch every Vikings I know, game together. Just kids get in the and way, and we just like never did that. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd like to do that. That'd be a lot of fun. Well, we'll definitely watch the Iowa State games this fall. The road games that could be crazy. Yeah. Should we live stream those? <laughs> if you want, <laughs> I'm a bad guy. To, no, like, that's here's, a bad idea. Here's the deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. so if I'm in the press, Williams box, and I watching the Iowa State. If game. I'm in the press box and stuff, like I'm a I'm stone cold. Like yeah. I'm not. There's not much zero reaction. Yeah. Like I. Mm. The best moments, the worst. Like the only time I've ever cracked is the Oklahoma State game eleven, and I went up to the radio network booth yep. and I was just bear hugging Eric Heft. Yep, <laughs> I remember that. Okay, um, but when I'm here watching the clones, it's different different story at home in my basement. It's f bombs. <laughs> it's I'm, I'm a rotten. Yeah. Rotten I get, fan. I, people get it. Yeah. So I don't know if we should put that. Yeah, that's probably a good point. That's probably a good point. Keep that between us. Well, it'll be fun. But it'll be different for me. I'd be going to be an actual fan for most parts this fall. So good for you. More to I, come. I, I'm happy for you. More to come. I'm happy for you. That was that. Now, the problem you're going to have though is that you're going to have to like contain your boys during the game, and you're going to be wanting to watch it close. I know. I don't know how that's going to go. I'm already concerned about that. That's going to be your problem. I'm, I'm not going to. I admire you for wanting to take your kids. I know. Part of the reason I'm still going to be I in the press it. box is because I don't want to I watch understand. the game with my kids. I know. I know. And it's I, I be, need to lock in for the clones. How do so? <laughs> hey, people, because my wife is not. Well, how, how long are we into this podcast? Uh, hour and ten minutes. Okay, yeah, she's not listening this far. <laughs> so how, help me out. How do I navigate that? Where I want to be helpful. Because I'll have a I'll have a four and an almost three year old. Do you time. really want to be helpful? Or I mean, you just no. Saying? I want like surface level help. 
So, like, people aren't looking at me like, well, that's a bad guy right there. He's not helping his wife with the kids. But I want to pay attention to the game. Yeah. Is the easy answer just find a babysitter and go on your own? Yeah. Probably, right? Absolutely. But then that would ruin the family experience, quote, unquote. But you're having that on the road games dates. Fair point. You're with them so much more. If somebody's navigated this. Take the kids to, like, two games. Two games. And then go on your own. Okay. I mean, I did it. I think we would all enjoy that more. Kids don't know anybody. Honestly, and, like. Kids just need a couple games a year. They don't need to be. It, yeah, they want to go for the, the tailgate now, and like when, seeing their when cousins. When they're Cammy's age, that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Cammy can go to every game, and she she gets it. She knows when the cycle, excuse me, when the cyclones score. Yeah. But, like, your boys are so young. Yeah, they're four and three. They don't know. Okay. Well, if anybody has great when, advice, DM me. Whenever it's seven, take him. Mm-hmm. And then you're a bad dad if you're not. I get Yeah. That's but why I wanted, like, to, I wanted to work my way into it. If it's going to be 100 degrees right, for the That's opener against SEMO, <laughs> like, does Theo really need to be there? No. No, have, I don't think so have either. Have your mom I come mean, and watch I, okay, right. That's, but, I agree. And does, I would that argue, a bad, does that make me a bad parent? No. I don't think it does. I would argue that it makes you a bad parent to have your kid out there in 100 degrees <laughs> around a bunch of alcoholics. <laughs> so you call it, and that's call what it, Iowa State fans oh, are. Who said Iowa State fans? Yeah. yeah. No, Iowa State fans. This is why scenario. they wouldn't do well in Pasadena. There's no bush light in Pasadena. We don't fit in Pasadena. We don't. That's not hey, our let's thing. Have on, let's, come, let's, let's have honest hour here. No, we do not. No, we're a, we're a we're New Memphis. Orleans. We're in New Orleans. Yeah. We're in Nashville. Iowa State fans are yeah, not. We're not going to Pasadena. I don't really. I don't care about the Rose Bowl. I want to watch it. I don't really want to go to I it. I think that's fine. Yeah. Good podcast. Uh, the question we get the questions is the best podcast. Well done. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, no, everybody. it's better than us coming yeah. up with no question. Whatever. Uh, it'll be a newsy week this week. I like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. So what's going on? I was like, am I missing something? No, I, I'll I'll have news this week. We'll put it that way. I gotcha. Yeah. Keep not, it, keep keep in touch with that. Yeah. Not not, not from Iowa, Iowa State. State. I actually think it'll be very quiet. Now, we do have some big football camps coming up. Jared will be there and Connor. And one thing to keep, I got a couple questions about this, including from our pal Ed, who's Ed's the man, asking about the uh, Big 12 commissioner search. I have no idea. I don't either. I have a theory, though. I was thinking about this because I booked my flight to Dallas. I bet they introduced the commissioner down there. I heard mid-July, so that would line up. I bet that's when they do it. Ed's suggestion, I think it's brilliant. He's like, I know he wouldn't take it. But is hired as a consultant, Mark Cuban. He's in Dallas. He's got. He's been ahead of the media rights game before yeah, anybody. Be Plus, phenomenal. he's one of the smartest guys in the world. Now, I don't know. Mark Cuban's time is probably it, limited. If but. you were to tell me, hey, Chris, pick like the three guys who you admire the most and you think are the smartest human beings on the planet, Cuban would be one of them. Andrew <laughs> Yang would be one of them. Andrew, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the guy's brilliant. <laughs> I'm not saying he should be president. I'm saying the guy's brilliant. Someone here's the third. What? Who's the third? I don't know. I'm not leaving that open. Like Elon I'm, Musk. Ah, man. Smart guy. Something's for his own good. He's very smart. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, he'd be top It'd five. He'd probably top five. Him and Bezos, Bezos like, I mean, love you, or hate. If you make either, that much money, you're smart. Either one of them, yeah. you love or hate them. Right. Like, you got to put them on yeah. the list. I got gotcha. you. But I, I don't claim to, like, know all of these people, but, like, Cuban is the guy who I always kind of, like, look to on these trends. I watch him speak at a podcast thing that I was at okay. last summer, and yeah. it was just, like, brilliant. 
Although I disagreed with him on a few things, but I thought that that made it really interesting because, like, he's not on the ground podcasting like I am. So, like, but I didn't get any time yeah. with him, unfortunately. For, for you youngins, look up how he made his money to start. Yeah. Broadcast.com. Yeah. Like, I remember that when I was, like, 12, listening to, because I was a nerd, internet radio stations from all across the world on broadcast.com, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. That was Cuban's. Cuban was poor. Like, he was a student at Indiana, and it's mm-hmm. a neat story. You don't like Yang? I think Yang's fine. I, I, I guess I, I, would, I would never, I would, I would, he would not be, not that I, I don't think he's smart or intelligent. I just, I would not have come up with him right away. You should, you should, no, I'm serious. Like anybody out there, you should look into Andrew some of his. Yang, okay. I mean, he's very um, out there. But yeah, like, they're out of the box. He's out of the box. He's Did really. He, what was he running? He was running for something. Did he lose? Is he running he, for the mayor of New York? Yeah, right. he got he killed. killed. Like he, that, he's yeah. not, that, yeah, listen. Not like I don't. Work. I would never vote for Andrew Yang to be our president. You Ever. think you just like his ideas? I like people who have outside the box thoughts who want to change things. There you go. And then like use more. And then the common sense people can come in and be like, "Well, let's tweak it to this," right? Like that. Like I would never want him to be our president. Got but it. like I think that there's room for people like that. To make us to challenge the other people in the room, big Does that make sense? Are, yeah, yeah. Big ideas. There's no such thing as a bad big idea. Yeah, got to start somewhere. Hey, good, right. good podcast. Fun podcast. Like old school. Old God, school. a lot of uh, Cody Road tonight. Whew. <laughs> Might as well pour me another. Hey, there's the night is still young. This is one of the few like we're we're legitimately drunk at the. End. I I'm not. You I haven't. I, <laughs> I didn't am. start until tonight. I, I just want to make for the record I, clear. I had my first beer at eleven I, o'clock today. Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> if, if, no, if, uh, I totally no, I sobered up. You but, are. You're, yeah. I, I've seen you. Uh, oh, I've yeah. seen you at Big Twelve tournaments before. <laughs> yeah. No, this is honestly, yeah. people. If you want to know, like, do they really just sit around? Yes, tonight. This is classic. This is what we would do without a microphone tonight. We would debate who's the smartest person alive. Yang, Cuban, I don't think Yang's the smartest Musk. person alive. Well, like, you put him in the top three. I said like people who like have influenced me. <laughs> Who I would sit there and be like, yeah, I want to hang out with this guy. Got it. All right. That's different than the smartest person alive. You know who I hate? Who's that? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Hate that guy. physics guy? Why? Because he's an arrogant asshole. Wow. Because, like, he doesn't believe in Pluto no. or something? All he does is, like, on? shit all over fun yeah. stuff. There's go, money to be made at that. Go look at his Twitter feed. It's awful. I do not follow him, but I've, I've seen him. Awful. English will take You're us big out. Bill Nye, the science guy instead. Big time. Yeah. Love love yeah. Uncle Bill. Yeah. <laughs> See y'all. Have a great week. Devoted, devouring, delicious